This is the Dan and Christy podcast. The McNugget Buddies are back at Macca's in the limited edition Kerwin Frostbox. The question for you, Christy, are you ready for it? No, Because uh, Taylor no, Swift not. is about to turn up to Australia uh, after her big Super Bowl efforts uh, with Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. She was sculling beers, too, in the crowd. They were drink responsibly, everyone, but she wasn't. She was uh, Bob Hawking it. <laughs> she, she was, was sculling, like, necking it. She was having the best time with mm. her friends. She was with Blake Lively, mm-hmm. hanging out with the girlfriends and just watching her men do his thing and she was up in the suite with his family and apparently Taylor's family and then their collective friends as well so she'd just be exhausted I mean she flew Mm. directly in from Tokyo they had people I kid you not they Mm. had people live tracking her flight from Tokyo to Vegas just to make sure she'd make the game on time so you would sort of get there let your hair down and just go oh I need a relaxing you know glass of wine or something to drink or just something to eat or to put my... Fi- I mean, she just was go, 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 and it's not like she could yeah. relax at the Super Bowl. No, but Cameras she would have personal the jets, time. like, every, everywhere she went. So, <laughs> yeah, um, she probably but, had a nap on the way. She's okay. But you've got tickets to the Eras concerts. It's probably going to be the biggest concert that's ever come down to Australia, I'd, I'd imagine. It'd be right up there, wouldn't it? Definitely, mm. yep. I can't think of anything bigger that I would have personally gone to. And, I mean, mm. for someone to make me stay up past 11.30 at night, for someone to keep me up that long... Has to that be long, someone special. <laughs> way, yeah. No offence, husband. Mm. Uh, but, no, I can't wait. Uh, taking the family, which is really cool. But, you know, like I said, this before on air, mm. I love Taylor Swift long before my kids did. Mm-hmm. I loved Taylor Swift 17 years ago, you know. Yeah. All the next generation out there, you know, like we millennials, we were, we were Taylor. You like, were Swifties before Swifties were even a thing. Exactly. Back so, on MySpace, <laughs> you had Love Story as the song. I'm going to show those Huge Swifties how we mums really party that one night a year we get out. Where we want to welcome Taylor to Australia in the best possible way. Seeing, seeing as though she had a bit of a beer over at the Super Bowl, we thought she might uh, want to be a down under. Oh, I'm a frog in a blender. Got like a deck of cranes. Uncle Greg's already tanked. The 49 is getting spanked. By three points. Vicious drop is on a prank. Come for a bobby with me, mates. Bring Lana Del Rey. Me and Blake Lover cutting shapes. Let's bring back Nick Nominate. Get out cheap wine sacks. Goes dong. Cause Australia we drink, 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 drink. And the passion pop is bing, 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 bing. We're in budgies, buns and zing, 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 zing. When we smash a frog, smash a frog. Got me sobbing cross, ink, 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 ink. And the shielders get a wink, 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 wink. Baby Moses in the link, 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 link. Smash a frog, smash a frog. The clutch, and you've got your radio cranked, and you smash your seventh bloody kebab. Every single Australian will request these sick beats. Uh, hi, Kaysan, or working class man, you're the voice of the rock, or Daryl Brayton, horse of sport, Kelly, man, at work, me, not all, baby, girl, call me favorite artist, and the no, no, no. Cause Australia, we drink. Taylor. Daddy Christie.
It's Valentine's Day, and apparently everyone is going to get their wallets out today and spend apparently $14.2 billion on Valentine's apparently, Day. Apparently, you're like mm. the apparently kid. I'm the apparently guy. <laughs> apparently. Uh, so apparently, well, it's, yeah, it's uh, $13.5 billion. Um, yeah, that's um, on jewellery, flowers, clothing, evenings out. Um, new spending records, they're saying, in 2024. The thing is, I thought about this, right? We're both, mm-hmm. we're both happily married, Dan, and you and I in our marriages don't really do the Valentine's Day theme because mm-hmm. it's every day's Valentine's Day. But Yeah, exactly. Why the Valentine's Day thing for couple people, wouldn't your anniversary just do all the work? Like if you're going to celebrate yeah. your love, wouldn't you just do it on your anniversary as That's opposed it. to today? Like and it's, it's I'm a, a non materialistic like, guy. Yeah. I watch Fight Club way too much <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> I'm just like uh, money, things, do you no. need them? The best You've already thing got everything. Is a card. Mm. I love like when my husband Justin writes me long things, poor guy. Because he well, has- he's got some long things <laughs> down the front of his pants. <laughs> but a card to so me, I would everyone. throw straight in the bin because I do. think that's a waste of money. I, I do it every Christmas time. I'm like, I know. great card. Hey, happy Christmas. Good. I, like the thought that counts. Just tell me. I wrote Dan, was it a birthday card or a Christmas card? Whatever. He reads it. Danny's the quickest reader you've ever met, right? I'm not <laughs> joking. So this is your paper. Dan will read an essay in two seconds. He reads mm. it. Oh, isn't that sweet? And I think I even put on the birthday <laughs> card. I know you're going to throw this card out now. You didn't have and the heart did. to do it in front of me. but No, I... not in front of you, but as soon as you left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christy's left the building. Bang. Oh, no. Well, you're Rip destroying trees for uh, my, uh, like, it, I, th- I feel like it's a waste of time. You could have just said, hey, happy Christmas. And I know. I would have been just as happy. I love with your partner. I like keeping cards. I like looking back and rereading love things. Like, that's my love language. Nice face, Aww. by the way. You're like, oh, this poor, this poor guy, <sighs> poor Justin. Because Justin... Um, he doesn't really, like, love the art of sitting around writing long cards to me, no. I don't think, but he does it anyway. I do it for him. I'll write my name under it. Like <laughs> definitely. Hey, I'll Val- just sign it's you Valentine's both Day. a Valentine's Day that card. That really be lovely. But um, this is a lot of people saying there's, like, discounts and deals at this time. And what do you do for Valentine's Day is what we're asking you on 131060. Maybe you don't celebrate it. Maybe you're a bit like us. Maybe every year you do something really fun. Especially when you're single. That's yeah. always fun, right? Round up your friends if you're kind of feeling like, oh, I don't, you know, not not in a relationship. Who cares? Do something with hmm. your friends. Yeah, Valentine's exactly. Day is a thing. Yes, yeah, uh, it is a thing. And Rachel from Wentworth, what do you do for Valentine's Day? Oh, I feel sorry for everybody else because my partner and myself, we celebrate every day of the year because we love one another and show each other respect every day. Of the year. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. Every day is Valentine's Day when you're in the right relationship, isn't it? It certainly is, and it's respect to show one another that you just appreciate each other to be there. Hard times and good times. All right. So, Rachel, are you showered with, like, jewellery, flowers and clothing on every day of the year, then? I get... I don't like flowers because they die, and so I get plants and I get clothes. My husband even goes out and does my underwear for me. That sounds pretty hot, Rachel. I've got to be honest. That's... Do you want to give Hobby a shout-out then while you're on air and say happy Valentine's Day to him? No worries. Happy Valentine's Day, my lovely Craig Willard. Mm. We love Craig. We do. Get me some underpants too, man. I've got plenty of holes in one. <laughs> Valentine's Day, what do you get up to today? Tiffany from Bendigo, what do you do for Valentine's? Um, Do something absolutely crazy and unexpected. Okay, so over the top. Like what stuff? Uh, jumping out of a plane. What? <laughs> awesome. Skydiving. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just out of the blue, just decide, okay, let's go jump out of a plane and book it and then do it. That you is get... so fun, jumping out of a plane, though, isn't it? It's terrifying at yes, first, but then you it's get... the adrenaline that I love. 
And the so tandem think... skydiver behind you, which is quite romantic. <laughs> Getting yeah. nice and cl- up close and personal. <laughs> so then what are you doing this year, hon? How's Valentine's Day looking? Are you going to go overboard and jump out of a plane or do something oh, else? I would love to do it again. I could do it ten times over. Really? Um, I'm not too sure what's on this agenda, so I'm going to leave it up to him. Mm. Oh, okay. Tiffany from Bendigo is leaving it up to your partner. Do you want to say his name on it? Uh, yes, his name's Jason Wright. He's probably listening to the radio right now. Jason's so wrong yet so right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Does he get you flowers or jewellery around this time? Um, or? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a very, he gives us surprises and does things at the last minute. Oh. So. Oh. He's got the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's Dan and Christy here, and Home and Away's Ada Nicodemu has been a staple on long-running soap opera for over two decades, since the year 2000. Is that right, Christy? You were on the show with Ada? I was, mm. yes, but Ada actually started even before me, so oh it's God. a pleasure yep. to welcome her now to the show. Good morning, lovely lady. Good morning. Morning, guys. So you're morning. not going anywhere, then? <laughs> well, not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> well, you still look the same since then. You're still Leah Patterson, and we absolutely love you. You're still having a good time doing it. Yeah, I am. I mean, you know, you know what it's like to see it. It's um, a lovely bunch of people, and um, it's just like going and seeing your family every day. Like, obviously, you know, they're long hours and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I was actually, we had four weeks off, and um, I was hanging to go back to work, which is mm. weird. Yeah, but when you do what you love, it kind of makes sense. Hey, and you, Ada, for anyone, yep. for people listening, Ada is not a just sit down and do nothing type of person. Like, even on set, Ada yep. was always, like, helping with financial budgets and making things happen. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that you have an upcoming children's book you're releasing. Congratulations. I do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It comes out, I think, in, in April, so it's available for pre-order now. But um, it's just a cute little story. It's sort of, like, loosely based on like my upbringing but not really like when the characters you know got a Greek family and they mm. live above the shop but um, you know she wants to be an actor and she starts a drama club and um, and she gets inspired after going and seeing a play which is how I wanted to become an actor. And so when you were young and you're watching Aussie TV was it awesome seeing Greek heritage on the screens and cultural diversity? Um, I never saw that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was different then, wasn't it? I remember um, remember seeing Walks Out of Work. Sorry, no, it was no, well, that was a stage show, but um, Acropolis Now was Mm. the show, and it was like about, you know, Greeks. And I think that was the first time. Oh, and Rebecca Emelogli was on Home and Away. That's right. She's yeah. Now so Neighbours. That was probably, yeah. So I think that was actually the first time. But when I first went on to Home and Away, it was so funny. Like, whenever Leah had a party, there'd be, like, Greek flags up everywhere. And I'm like, you know, Greek people don't really do this. Like, every time we have a party, we don't, like, put flags up of our own country. It was very strange. Yeah, that does sound kind of weird. But it is good now how, how I think, far we're coming along with this and how important representation is on screen. I remember when it and this is not even slamming home away or anything like that. But I even I remember when I first started, you know, it was everybody kind of looked the same. It was all mostly Caucasian families and stuff. So it's really important that we um, are sort of diversifying home away and other TV shows and stuff. Are you still loving yeah. it? And and what can we expect for Leah because she's about to have an upcoming wedding to Justin? Will it go ahead? Well, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We have to wait and see. But um, <laughs> before that happens, there's still a lot of turmoil. She's been through a lot um, and then she had to sort of go away to a facility and she's come back and she's 
very cautious. She's moved back into home with Justin, but she's very cautious to um, hurt him because last time she really physically hurt him. Yeah, there's still a bit of turmoil, but I think the fans are finally going to get some happiness with Leah because I think they've been waiting for that for a long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Leah deserves this. Leah has <laughs> and no shade. Leah's been married a few times. She deserves it. I even remember back to that original storyline. Remember Leah and Vinny, Dan? You would remember that. Oh, they yeah. were the ultimate yeah. couple with mm-hmm. Ada and Ryan Quantin and Ada, des- I mean Ada, yeah. Leah deserves it. Never, now, now even I get confused well, with our character names. But I think Leah has been married more times than you. I was about to say that, yeah. She actually has. (laughs) But at least, look, her husband, unfortunately, have passed away, so we don't want that. No, Uh, we don't want that. No, look, I think the fans have um, have always, you know, they've always hopefully just to find some happiness. And and I think that Justin and Leah are just so beautiful together and they're just a really great relationship and an adult relationship. And I, I feel like the fans are really gunning for the two of them. So I think they won't be disappointed. And do you oh. remember a time without Home and Away, Ada, because you've been on it for so no. long? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so strange because it's like, I don't remember my life without Home and Away, but it also doesn't feel like it's been this long, mm-hmm. if it makes any sense. Mm. But um, yeah, well, what am I? I'm 46 and I was 21, 22 or something when I started on the show. So I was like a baby. Um, yeah, so it's been a long time. And, you know, I've had a child and I've been married and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So um, that's why we're all so close, I think, because we've all been through so much, like, on screen but also off screen. Yeah, that's exactly right. You see drama on screen, but no one knows what it's like with the drama off screen to still make it. And just quickly, how are you balancing work with your gorgeous boy Jonas? Obviously, I love the photos that we see of, of him on Instagram. Yeah. Is he... A proud son of his mum on TV, or does he find you cringe? Because my boys just think I'm like, no matter what I do, it's oh my god, you're so cringe. Is he like that, or does he he's, love it? He's getting to the point now where, like, like, so when he's at home with me, he's obsessed, and still like we get heaps of cuddles and stuff like that. But like outside the home, like if we're in a local area, he doesn't hold my hand anymore. <laughs> um, like when I'm rocking up to school, like the music has to be off. I can't go into school with him. So I think I'm starting to be a bit cringe, like <laughs> outside of the home. But he's in year six this year, so he's about to start high school. So I'm dealing with my own crisis with that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if I'm you, not dealing very well. If you can survive Summer Bay, you can, desire, you can survive motherhood. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, Home and Away continues on 7 and 7 Plus each weeknight at 7pm. We love you as Leah, Ada Nicodemu. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on our screens. Thank you. Thank you very much. Morning. Bye-bye. What scared you as a kid? My eight-year-old Isabel, she will not go to sleep uh, unless we're in the bed with her, which is really, you know, it's a kind of a safe space. I know, I know your kids sometimes do it with you, Christy. Same. They're feeling scared. Yeah. Yep, sometimes you're in bed with my husband, Justin. Oh, I'm you in know. there all the time. <laughs> it's a family You're in the bed and the little one said, roll over Christy. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but uh, she was watching, like, YouTube shorts, and it's hard to monitor as a parent. It's yeah. like a landmine trying to get them protected from all the dangers of the internet. It's like a minefield. But um, she, she was watching these YouTube shorts. So it's on YouTube Kids, but, like, all of a sudden these shorts turn up, and they're horrible, chilling, frightening stories for these kids. Yeah. And three weeks now she's uh, been getting nightmares about it, and she won't go back. 
back to her own bed. Oh, the poor little mm. thing. And so what's she just saying? Mummy, Daddy, no, nah, I want to be with you. I don't want to yeah. sleep by myself. It's so, too scary. And we keep on trying to force her to go back into her own bed because I'm like, I would like my bed back. That'd be wonderful. So I've been sleeping in the single bed for a long time. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Get used to it, my fun. friend. I don't know if yeah. you're making it back to your bedroom. No, I don't think I am because uh, she's just taken over. But um, we had a few calls a little bit earlier. And Matt, producer Maddie, someone called earlier with a chilling story. What yes. were they scared of? Terrified. It actually reawoke a fear in me. She was saying that um, her sister, when she was younger, told her that sometimes when you were sleeping in bed, if you got out of bed or if you got out of the car, people would be hiding under there and cut your Achilles heel, your ankle thing. Oh, my God. I had. I remember f- having that fear. She said she used to jump out of the car just to avoid getting like, too close to the underneath of it. I That's, get it. Mm. Jesus, I have that fear when I get in my car that there'll be a snake that bites me underneath my heel. So when I get into something, <laughs> that funny, is the most irrational fear I've car, ever heard of. I'm a jumper. Like, I don't like my mm. heels near well, the ground. Now it's. Just click your heels and you're there. Good one, oh, there's another snake. Watch out for that trouser snake. Your husband, he'll get you 24-7. Uh, 13, 10, 60. John from Howard, what were you scared of as a kid? Look, I remember hiding down behind a lounge watching Doctor Who because it scared the bejeebas out of me. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I don't know, because I had a fascination with the show, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Where were the family, John, when this was all happening? Did they know how scared you were of Doctor Who? I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, I just I just remember I had, I had to hide behind the round and I used to peek between this gap to watch it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it got scary, I could just duck out of the way because somehow that protected me from what was oh. on the TV. But anyway. That's so cute, John. And what, what were you scared of? Like, was it Tom Baker, Doctor Who, too? Oh, yeah. It was back in the late 70s. So, yeah, it would have been about that era. What, the robots? Daleks? Uh, Cybermen and Daleks. And I don't know. There's all sorts of things in there. But anyway. Oh. Exterminate. <laughs> I watch it today and I laugh. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it, John. Haven't you? No. Where have you been? Yeah, no. Yeah, hiding behind the couch with you. <laughs> Kids, Dan and Christy. Shout out for a handout. Yeah, it is a shout out for a handout, and uh, this is what we do every single Wednesday. We just kind of bring light to a charity, and we have a beautiful special guest here. He's one of our favourite people in the world, George from Heart Kids. George Clark, good morning. Good it's morning. wonderful to see you here, and happy Sweetheart Day today. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers. You're <laughs> our sweetheart. You are, and what a great day, obviously, it's with Valentine's Day, Sweetheart Day. Why don't you tell everybody all about it? Yeah, so Sweetheart Day coincidentally falls on February 14th, Valentine's Day, um, so Sweetheart Day for us at Heart Kids is simply a day to celebrate our heart warriors, those that are having a really, really rough life uh, all around Australia or even the world now, um, Mm. living with congenital heart disease or defect. And uh, so tell us your story first of all, George, because for those playing at home that don't know your story, tell us about uh, what happened when you were a little baby. Yeah, so before I was born, I was born here in Hobart um, and they picked up that I had a a heart defect. Um, so I was pretty much born and flown straight over to the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. Um, I've had six open heart surgeries. I'm 11 and a half years post-op, nearly 12 years post-op. And now I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And I get to come and do all this stuff and be an advocate for heart kids in Tassie. Well, even now, I'm, this year, I'm going to Melbourne a fair bit too. So, you know... It's great. <laughs> it is great. It is, George. It, honestly, whenever I hear your story, I always have to stop myself from crying because even just looking at the statistics, like, you know, Dan, you and I are parents. Can you believe this, that every day eight Aussie babies are born mm-hmm. with a heart defect? That's a lot. Of, that's a hell of a lot of babies, isn't it, George? It's way too many. And, you know, like every time I come on here and we do, do like, doing the Heart Kids game, I talk about, you know, we're all about raising awareness. And unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to have to stop because, you know, there's, there's statistics. There's, words yeah. statistics are too high for us to just you know be like yep okay we're good now let's take a break 
can't it's yeah too much you just really can't and what is like what does the process look for for say a family that have a young baby a baby's born um with a heart defect and then there's time in hospital and then there's everything that comes along with that what does that picture sort of look like for anybody that's about to experience it or goes through this sort of thing yeah it's really rough i mean you'll get a million and one doctors sitting there telling you not to worry but i know for a fact from my last surgery coincidentally it happened to fall the day before mum's birthday in melbourne and she was not happy (laughs) Um, it was meant to be the day before and then they moved it to the day after. So we got to celebrate mum's birthday in Melbourne. Um, but from what I can tell, you know, we were up at 6am and we stayed across the road from the hospital and I was straight in the hospital, um, getting your blood tests and your IVs in and then you woke up and you were in ICU and you couldn't talk, you could hardly breathe and you had your whole family around you and next thing you know, 12, 14 hours have gone by and it's, I feel like the, um, the lead-up's worse than recovery, from my experience anyway, from what I can remember. My last recovery wasn't bad. I was only in hospital for five days and um, in Melbourne for like a week and a half after surgery. So, um, you know, you know, my case in that instance was really great, but unfortunately there's some that are not great. And unfortunately I have lost close friends due to mm-hmm. CHD, which is horrid. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so there is the good times and the bad times, but, you know, as long as you think positive, it, it mm-hmm. can be more better than worse. Well, this is what Sweetheart Day is all about. It's kind of like a celebration for some of the brave heart warriors out there and their families. Tell us some of the, you know, feel-good stories uh, from your time with Heart Kids. Yeah, so look, obviously we have the Heart Kids game down here, which is great. You know, in the last two years we've had Heart Kids come down to be a part of it. Um, you know, we had Sam a, a few years ago at KG5 and we had Zion, a whole group of families, um, a group of Heart Kids come down last year as well. Nothing will ever beat teen camp, though. Heart Kids Teen Camp, my mm. first one. I was 14, nearly nine. It was nine years ago now, so I've met my Heart Kids family nine years ago, and I was the new kid from Tassie, and I was one of the only three from Tasmania and landed in Sydney. I didn't know what to do, and next thing you know, I'm sitting there playing cricket with mm. a bunch of people that just want to sit there and talk and chill out, and mm. it's it's where you can feel like, that. yeah, okay, cool, I'm not the only one going through this, and I'm mm. I'm not not normal sort of thing like you you feel like a piece of something on those camps and that's what they're for and it's just amazing and i think that's so important like you just said george it's so so vitally important for people to know that they're not alone kids out there young families out there even the babies out there you know you you wish that this was a club that didn't exist but unfortunately it is but you're not in it alone you have support and i really like this idea because some of the campaigns that are happening is you can send an e-card that's a great excuse to do today isn't it send a love like an e-card telling someone you love them and it makes a donation to heart kids doesn't it yeah well, any other valentine's day i'd send one to myself but you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know yeah so um no there's some great campaigns going on especially on the mainland they're lighting up flinders street station tonight um mm. red and blue um so that's always a big thing in melbourne for the hope for the melbourne crew so yeah, Melbourne listeners, I know you're mm. a bit wider now than Hobart, so if you're out and about, shoot down to Flinders Street and watch it light up red and blue. Yeah, uh, give your heart to a heart kid today so you can uh, raise uh, d- directly for the families assisted and impacted by CHD and critical research because that's the main point, isn't it? Well, yeah, mm. exactly. There's no cure. You know, we do all these events and, you know, uh, next weekend I'm actually going with Jaden Stevenson who plays for North Melbourne. Oh, yeah. He's a heart kid um, and he's putting on an event at the MCG, so I get to go over to the G and do exactly this and talk to a bunch of people about what we do down here in Tassie as well and just raise more awareness and raise more funds. It's incredible, nice. well, George. Uh, sweetheartday.org.au. Uh, love you, mate, and uh, much needed awareness about this uh, congenital heart disease in Australia and appreciate your time and happy Sweetheart Day. Just really quickly, happy Valentine's Day, Emily. I'll see you later tonight. Love you oh. lots. <laughs> 
Barista made ice cold. Drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. That was the Dan and Christie podcast. Dan and Christie.